you just want a little bit more of the Patricks in your life. We understand how it is. Lawrence goes downfield and the catch is made. Tua goes deep for Waddle. Got it in stride. Touchdown, Alabama. Pat's interference. Jalen Hurts solidified himself. He will go down as probably one of my favorite players of all time. There are two kings of college football, but one of them's wearing the crown. Alabama's offensive coordinator position has become just like the defense against the dark arts position at Hogwarts. Don't you find it kind of shocking we haven't been taken off iTunes yet? Hey everyone, Christian Miller here, former Alabama linebacker number 47, and you're listening to Pat's Interference. What's going on? Pat's Interference, year five, episode nine, your favorite college football podcast. I am Trick Norwood, sitting here in beautiful, sunny, yet a little cool, Starting to feel like fall. fall weather here in Durham, North Carolina. I am joined by my lovely co-host, my best friend in the whole world, and stare at Alabama, Patrick Brittman. Sir, how are you doing? I'm doing well. What is the current temperature in, in uh, the, the Raleigh-Durham area? 72, and you'll find out next week, good sir. I will, won't I? The day is almost here, the big day. The day is nigh. A week from today, potentially, whenever you decide to get down here, I will see you. I'll see you about a week from today. We should be uh, in about an, oh, exactly a week from now. We should be wrapping up our drive to good old Durham, North, North Carolina for, uh, for what were we going, the furry convention? Yeah, no, it's Skylar's birthday, remember? Oh, Skylar's birthday. So sort of a furry convention in a different way. A little bit. But a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, this is a college football podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're glad you found us. I assume if you've... Uh, found us from the inner tubes. You found us from social media. Let's go over that right now, shall we? We're on Twitter at PI underscore podcast, PI underscore podcast. We're on Facebook at Pat's Interference, P A T apostrophe S Interference, or you can go to our website at patsinterference.com. Don't forget to shoot us an email at patsinterference at gmail.com, or, uh, you know, don't be afraid to leave a five star iTunes review. You know, um, I don't care if you actually like the podcast or not. Like, I, I do care. I want you to like it, but just give us a five star review and then tell us how to improve. Because uh, that's how we get money, and honestly, it is—it's getting depression era bad uh, for Patrick and I, um, podcast-wise. Despite our millions of listeners, it's just ads are taking so much of our money, you know. Um, so it's just—it's getting a little tough. That's it's right. Just getting a little tough. That's right. And today's uh, today's podcast is brought to you by Bofa. Don't Bofa Don't. these nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! Oh Again, my gosh. A, a college football podcast. Brought to you by uh, two people that are both above 25 years old, if you can imagine yeah. it. Uh, taxpayers that can vote on the leader of the free world and uh, soon are about to both be married. Yep. So, how about that? Today about we are that? joined, we, by the way, we have a guest today. We have a guest today. Uh, we're, we're joined by Joe today. Don't. Don't. Joe Mama. <laughs> oh, man. What a great start to this podcast. We're going to get taken off iTunes, and it's going to be your fault. Hey, when was the last time we were in the same room? Was it two two years ago? Over the last years time ago? we were in the same Do you consider a stadium a room? No. Okay, so the last time like, we were in the room would have been when we went to Gatlinburg. Yeah, a little over two years ago. That's that's wild. This can't happen again. I mean, it's not a great track record. It's not a great average. I'm only seeing you one half time per year on average right now. That's not good. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> We talk daily and see each other once every two and a half years. Yep. Brilliant. That's right. That's great. So, That's great. Um, it's already, it's, uh, you know, it was a great week of college football last week. Let's just go ahead and get right into it. Sure. Um, you, you didn't have a ton of super exciting games uh, on, on Thursday or Friday. Uh, probably the most exciting thing was the fact that Cincinnati beat UCF 27-24 and then put out the greatest troll job that Twitter has ever seen. Great, uh, just great all around. Great all around if you, work. If you haven't seen it, they took the Disney intro with the castle and it pulls away off of I think that's Lake Buena Vista is what it's supposed to be. Yeah. And uh, the fireworks shoots overhead, and instead of Disney coming up in the Disney font, they just wrote "You hate to see it." This came from Cincinnati's football Twitter. Uh, it's, so just a, a brilliant troll job. It, it's, it's the it's the moment that it, you know you can you can tell that whoever works that social media page uh, had made that up you know the week of and was just pre- hoping and praying you know because otherwise that goes into the recycle bin if they lose that game. Yep. And that's that's a that's a damn shame. So it's a good thing that uh that that Cincinnati was able to provide that. Plus it was a it was a fun game. I mean, 
UCF didn't play horrible. Uh, Cincinnati played well. It was just an entertaining game. UCF no longer uh, top 25 team, obviously, in college football, but no longer relevant in the way that they used to be. But they can provide some some interesting Friday night games from a hotel room for me. So I thank them for that, at least. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, I think the theme from this past weekend was uh, teams struggling early and pulling away late. Uh, Georgia did that against Tennessee, won 43-14. Tennessee didn't look too bad. Uh, Maurer came in at quarterback, which is an infuriating name to say. Uh, Everything about that team's infuriating. It just par for the it, course. It, they, they just got drummed, gave up two quick scores right before half. Um, I think they were up 14-10 at that point, and that made it very much not 14-10. And then it was 43-14 at the final. So you go ahead and you do that math uh, as to how that game went. Georgia pulling away. Jake Fromm with 288 yards. I still feel like Georgia's kind of a sleeping giant, though. I, I, I feel like we haven't seen Georgia completely released yet. We saw the same thing last year. They were sort of yeah. humming along. They weren't blowing teams out. They weren't looking amazing. They lost to, uh, was it was it LSU they lost to? Um, uh, yeah, I yeah so. they, they lost to LSU and then it wasn't until the SEC championship game where we went, okay, here they are. And they, yeah. you know, almost backdoor into the playoffs. You know, a lot yep. of people thought Georgia wasn't as good as they were the year before. And it, there it's so. We'll yep. see. And you, you look down the list, Ohio state, same sort of deal. Uh, we're only up by three after the first quarter at halftime. It's 27, 10. Um, you know, final score 34-10 of that one. Uh, Justin Fields, 17 for 25 for 206 yards, two touchdowns and a pick. J.K. Dobbins, though, carrying this offense quietly, might I add. A lot of people talk about Justin Fields. Not that many people talk about J.K. Dobbins, who needs a lot of press. 24 carries for 172 yards and a touch. Uh, that Ohio State backfield is deep. Um, I'm really interested uh, to see how they play against a legitimate defense, which I don't think Michigan State has or is going to have for quite some time uh but again another team that kind of didn't necessarily struggle but just didn't look like they were firing on all cylinders early uh you could say the same about oklahoma and kansas uh kansas had a lead um at one point for this game and it was really just a battle of punts jalen hurts then woke up and realized he was jalen hurts 16 for 24 for 228 yards two touchdowns and a pick um you know it's I feel like this is sort of like the lull week. You know, a lot of big programs sort of hit this lull where they just can't really seem to get the wheels running and then it just takes off uh, towards the end of the game. Another team that struggled like that was Texas, who really struggled late into the game against West Virginia. Uh, And, buddy, if they want any shot at winning this Red River showdown, uh, they've got to play a lot better than they did last week. Yeah, Texas is is sort of underwhelmed, you know, from what – we thought coming into the year, and then what we saw against LSU went, you know, matched matched up really well with them, and they've they've sort of become an afterthought the last three or four weeks or so. And maybe 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 they were overlooking West Virginia. You know, they got the win, so we're not going to complain too much. But um, maybe they were looking forward to this this Red River shootout. Uh, sorry, showdown. Showdown. Um, showdown. It's the Red River showdown. So. A big way for Texas to come back would be to to play a nearly flawless game against Oklahoma, which I think is what it's going to take to to beat Oklahoma. In That's this game. what they'll need for sure. But it, it doesn't. The tail of the tape's not looking too good for them, considering the fact they gave up uh, 367 passing yards against West Virginia last week. Hey, West Virginia um, always slings it around, though. They, know, sl- they sling it around, and that's great. But if you're really, quote-unquote, DBU, you've now given up 700 total yards of offense to Joe Burrow and Austin Kendall. I guess I forgot that they did call themselves that. Yeah, I, it's just it's bad. Now, they, they have four picks, which is great. That's a good day at the office. But, again, a guy drops back 46 times and has 367 yards. It's not ideal. It's not ideal. Uh, but Texas, again, pulled it out. You know, we'll talk about that Texas-Oklahoma game here in a bit. Um, Oregon took down Cal. You had Michigan and Iowa in what is just the definition of a rock fight, 10-3. to um, Shea Patterson, I don't know what happened. He's not the answer, buddy. No. Remember how high I was on him like three years ago on this podcast? You were. I was, he was at Ole Miss. I, I was super high. I thought he was like... I thought it was a shame that he went to Ole Miss because I thought he had like Heisman potential that he would never be able to pull off on an Ole Miss team facing sanctions. But no, yep. he's just he's uh, that's a that's a swing and a miss for me. 
two Power Five uh, contenders, uh, we should say, are went down this weekend to teams that they just let's face it shouldn't have lost to. A top fifteen Washington loses twenty three to thirteen to Stanford, uh, and you had a number twenty one Oklahoma State uh, get whooped by Texas Tech. Guns up, go Raiders! Uh, 45-35 in that one. Jet Duffy with 424 yards. Chuba Hubbard with 156 rushing yards, though. And he's he's starting to make himself a little case for running back of the year. Yeah, Chuba Hubbard and um, I, I'd say him, Etienne, and, and Dobbins have probably been the best three running backs. Oh, and Jonathan Taylor, idiot. I, I, couldn't, yes. I, I can't believe I almost left his name off that list. Um, That's okay. With, with the Washington deal, I know we've brought it up and brought it up. Was this the official nail in the coffin for... Yes. For for the I mean well I mean you got Oregon right you, you do have Oregon but that Oregon team just lost that that Oregon team lost to an Auburn team that's now been I think Auburn's out of the top ten now right yeah they've fallen out of the top ten I think not super far but um, so Oregon's best game right now is a loss to a non top ten Auburn team yeah I mean they can run the table they can be a one loss Pac twelve champion they would need Clemson to lose uh, probably would, if they if they want to get in. Um, I think you'd need two Power Five conferences to have their best team at two losses for Oregon to even get in that conversation. Okay, so not technically eliminated, but the the odds are probably well below five percent. Extremely, extremely slim. Yeah, I think if you put a quarter on this one in Vegas, you'd probably get quite a uh, quite a good return. Um, Maryland. I saw I saw, I saw some stats. I'm oh, sorry to interrupt. I did just because okay. it's on my head. I did see some some ESPN put up there their percentage to make the playoff and like Ohio State was like 70 something percent. I think Bama was in the 60s. Clemson was just below that. Still a, like three teams still have now an above 50% chance to make the playoff. It's just um, crazy. It, it's it's just crazy. And that's but... an Alabama and that's an Alabama team that has come nowhere near wrapping up the SEC yet. I mean, they're still so, so like the SEC hasn't even begun to get started this season. No, no, it really hasn't. But you got to look at Alabama's schedule and look at the games that they realistically could lose. Right? They could, they could realistically, and you know, it's becoming fleeter. The chances are fleeter. Or I see three that they could realistically lose: Texas A&M, Auburn, and LSU. I, and then I would throw in Georgia, and I wouldn't even put A&M. I was going to put Auburn just because Bama always seems to struggle in Auburn, but right, right. And I, I don't put Georgia on there yet. But you're right; they should be on there, but. I, I just, you know, there are three games that they could lose. I don't see them losing all three or even two of those games. I see them maximum losing one of those games. I'm just saying. It's a, it's a, it's a conference that hasn't been wrapped up yet. 100%. I, 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 well, I guess you could technically say the same about the Big Ten. And no, no conference is wrapped up. But it just felt a little odd to see Bama's at I think above the Big 12 50%. could be the first conference that's wrapped up after this weekend. Um, who's a, who, who does Ohio State have? I'm sorry, I I meant Big 12. Did Did you say Big 12? Sorry, I was thinking Big 10. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, with with an Oklahoma win, you'd have to think they're just going to march into the uh, championship game. They could face Texas again there, but yeah, Yeah. I see what you're saying. Or, you know, Bedlam's always a weird game. They could, you know, Bedlam could get kind of exciting. It did last year when everybody thought Kyler Murray was going to throw for a million yards and beat Oklahoma State by 50, and that didn't really happen. Granted, they also thought that for the Red River Showdown, and that didn't happen either, as we learned. Uh, Maryland getting back on the horse, 48-7 win over Rutgers, who fired their coach, Chris Ash. Uh, Nunzio, I believe his name is Campanelli, took over for Rutgers. Wolf, I, ugh, God, maybe just go to D2. Maybe, wow. maybe just relegate yourself to FCS and quit wasting everybody's time. Remember when both of those teams were added to the Big 12 and it was supposed to be this big, like, plus to that conference? Especially Rutgers, who was... Big 10. Rutgers and Maryland? Yeah. They didn't get added to the Big 12. Yeah, they did. Maryland got added to the Big 12. Yeah. What conference do you think Maryland's in? They're in the... Oh, no. Oh, I'm horribly wrong. Wait, who's off? Who's 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 losing? Who's who's way off right now? One of us is is sleepwalking at the wheel. Okay, Maryland's in the Big Ten. I, I I'm asleep at the yeah. wheel. I I've, I've mixed yeah. up Big Ten, you Big Twelve. Free time. I was like, hold on. <laughs> There's no way I'm wrong about this. No, you're you're completely right. Sorry, 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 sorry. God. Anyway, 
God bless it. They were both added to the Big Ten. They were both added to the Big Ten, sorry. And it was supposed to be the big boost to that conference. Woof. I, yeah, I would go I would go back and delete that entire part, but I'm not going to. I need to look like an idiot there. It's okay. We all need to get humbled at some time. Virginia Tech humbling Miami. Uh, why don't we bring this up? Can we bring this up? 42-35 for the Hokies. Brick, is this Virginia Tech kind of figuring it out, or is this Miami just being that bad? Oh, that was Miami being that bad. Miami was awful. They, they, Miami they... was bad, but I think I think Virginia Tech might have something figured out with Hendon Hooker, their new quarterback who went 10 for 20 for 184 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. He also led the team in rushing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think it was Miami being that bad. They had a billion turnovers that first half. It was like 28 nothing, I think. Yeah, they finished they finished the game with five turnovers. They did storm back. They had 563 total yards, but Virginia Tech put them away and now Virginia Tech don't look now they're only three uh wins away from continuing that bowl streak that they've got. Uh the longest current bowl streak in football uh in college football. So, you know, it's maybe Virginia Tech starting to figure it out a little bit. Perhaps. Maybe. Don't look now PJ Fleck in Minnesota are undefeated still by the way. <laughs> That's just, good. You know. Just saying. Just saying. Uh, let's see. What were some other good games? Eh, kind of a boring week. You know, like we said last week, there wasn't a lot that was gonna that was really gonna get you going. Uh, Pitt and Duke kind of got in a pillow fight, and that was fun. 33-30 Pitt. Um, but again, you know, a, a lot of the week was sort of revolved around these big teams. LSU played great. Joe Burrow played great. Another big night for him. 344 yards. Um, you know, and we're looking down. We talked about it the other day to a very, very exciting and very fun November. Yes, that's that's. it, it has been sort of a lull of a season. Everything's been chalked at this point, I feel like. I, I, can't, I can't really pinpoint the big upset. I, we, talk, we mentioned that uh, Wisconsin over Michigan was big, but it didn't feel big, and it really, I still would now, argue that it's right, not big. It, it, it didn't feel big then. But that's probably the biggest upset we can look at. You know, the biggest falling off of a team that with with, with title potential. Um, everything's sort of been chalk, or at least the games that are supposed to be close were close. You know, Notre Dame, Georgia, that uh, Texas LSU. We almost had Clemson lose, but that didn't happen. So there hasn't really been a big moment of this season so far. Everything's sort of gone to the script, which I hate, but. <laughs> It's setting up what should be a, a really, really incredible November. You just look yeah, at the SEC, the SEC matchups. You're still looking at Florida LSU this week. LSU is going to face Bama. Uh, Auburn's still got LSU on the schedule. Then you've always got the Iron Bowl. Uh, the SEC championship will obviously be huge. Um, most of the Big Ten games that were that are supposed to be, you know, these huge gauntlet fights aren't going to, you know, haven't happened yet. Should be interesting. Yeah, it definitely will. It definitely will be interesting. Uh, don't look now, Brick, but uh, we're at week seven already, and there are two undefeated teams in the state of North Carolina where I live. They are Appalachian State and Wake Forest. And, buddy, your Mountaineers out in Boone, North Carolina, are going to be having a big old party after their game last night, icing the game with a 19-play, 10-minute, 97-yard touchdown drive Pull it out, 17-7. It was a doozy last night. A lot of baseball was going on, but baseball's hurt my feelings lately, so we're I not going to talk about that. <laughs> I was going to say, I was gonna say uh, you probably needed to switch over to football after yesterday. Um, I was I was pretty over it. I, I've got some great reactions on my phone. There are a lot of Braves fans where I work, and they, sure. were, they were working hard, and so they hadn't really looked up at the score yet. And I've got a couple videos on my phone of when I walked up to them and recorded them looking at their phone or looking at the TV in our office to see the score for the first time. Again, first inning. Um, sorry, not to rub it in. I just, no, it's fine. To all this Marlins to say that... Make it and the Dolphins are never going to make it to a Super Bowl, but it's fine. Hey. All right, we're going there. <laughs> no, I don't want to rub salt in your wound, but... Um, no, it's, last... it's fine. It's fine. It's, I, I it, 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 must, it must be hard to realize that the Marlins have won a playoff series more recently than the Braves. The Braves are on a streak of uh, – do you know how long baseball has been played? And the Braves are tied for first for the most consecutive playoff series lost. That's rough. Baseball has been going on a long time. Yeah, they've been, playing, they've been playing baseball since the 1500s. 
<laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. All right, back to college football. You've got the Wolfpack in Syracuse tonight in Raleigh, about uh, 21 minutes away from where I'm sitting currently right now. Brick, do you have your old sweetheart? Is there? Are you starting to look across and remember the good times? And... It, ain't, it ain't happening, man. Maybe, you should, okay, you yeah, should yeah, be no, at I've this got... game. You should go. Uh, if I weren't getting married in a week and I wasn't making uh, dinner for my lovely fiance, my blushing bride to be, then I probably would. Okay. But I'll give you that. I am going to go at some point, and I really am. I, I'm actually now that we mentioned App State, I am going to Boone on Halloween night. They've Who got they a rivalry playing? game on Halloween night. They play Georgia Southern. Okay, that'll be neat. So, that'll be a fun one. That'll be a fun one. Uh, tomorrow night we've got Virginia at Miami. Brick, Miami is a one-point favorite. I don't understand that. I don't either. I I, I have not been able to make sense of that all week. I, Miami is because they're at home. Miami has the worst home field advantage of any major Power 5 team. What home field advantage? Exactly. They 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 have the worst home field advantage. I'm telling you, the worst in college football of any team, like, you know, any relevant talked-about Power 5 team. Yeah. Virginia. Virginia, easy. I'm, I'm taking Virginia in a landslide. Uh, you've got Colorado at Oregon. Do the Ducks slip up and lose one? That's such a late game. I'm excited that's to a, watch it. That's, that's going to be a fun one. 9 o'clock start on a Friday. That's got yeah. to be a lot of fun. I mean, I know it's not a 9 o'clock game for the Oregon fans, but as a, as a student of that school, that'd be so much fun. And Oregon, yeah, Oregon wins this. Easy. I, I'm going to take Oregon there, too. Uh, you've got Georgia hosting South Carolina. I, I assume we both take Georgia there. Yeah. Remember last year this was supposed to be the, the slip-up game on Georgia's schedule? A lot of people were picking the upset, that Georgia, and then Georgia just creamed you South mean, Carolina. You mean like this podcast did? Did I didn't. Did I? I know you. Yes, we know you didn't. Obviously, you, did. you didn't. You did. Okay, I, yeah. I don't remember. I mean, I mean, now, hold on. I said that it was a, I said upset watch. I did not say warning. I don't remember. I just know that a lot of people were, I, I think, I don't know, guys like Barrett Salee were, I don't know why he's the name I always bring up. He just, yeah, he's one even, of those. You really get after him though. He's, he's, he's the, he's the hot take guy. When, when I think the guy that just tries to throw out hot takes once a week to, to get people stirring, he seems to be that guy to me. And and I could just see him being the guy that went. No, I'm I'm picking South Carolina outright. Uh, you know, I I think, I think uh, Pharaoh. No, it was a Pharaoh Cooper. Who did the Debo Samuel's gonna? Whatever. It didn't. Spoiler alert. Didn't happen. Uh, Oklahoma and Texas. Let's go ahead and talk about the Red River Showdown. It is the noon game, as it always is, at the Cotton Bowl in Dallas, Texas. I hate that. But I hate that rule. Why is it always the noon game? Why is? I don't know. Why is that? Why is it always in Dallas? Do you know how much fun this rivalry would be as a home-and-home? Home? It should be a home-and-home. Home, um, and why is it always at a le- – that just feels like a, a like a hardened – like it's just I don't know. doubling down on something silly. I don't know. I've got a wedding to go to on Saturday, though, so I'm not complaining because I'll get to watch this game in its entirety. How many weddings are you going to this fall? Look, look, hey, all right, I got a bunch of friends. I know you don't live in SEC country, but it's like – what? Basketball schools, bro. Bas- yeah. I, man, I, I'd, I'd never considered that making a bunch of friends in Carolina and having to go to weddings in the fall because, you know, their football teams are not even the worth watching at this point of the year. Two weddings that I went to. Uh, one this of is, is this in- is your third wedding? This is, this will be my second. So okay, and then, yeah. your, and then yours next week will be your third. Well, now, but mine's on a Friday. But yours is on a Friday. So it doesn't really count. It doesn't count. You're able to talk your Carolina wife into doing it on a Friday. You know, big Carolina fan, Jade Stoner. Because if Jade was just marrying some Duke basketball fan, this this wedding would be happening Saturday. Obviously, yes. right? But you were able Not to go, well, no, my, my Crimson... Also, we quite a, quite a bit of money by doing it on Friday. It would have it been on Saturday, but you, you were able to go, Jade, my beloved Crimson Tide are playing a night game in... in against my most hated team and i have to see them do the led lights do, do you know that that is the first game that jade stoner ever saw in brian Denny stadium I'm, that's awesome i'm proud of her alabama tennessee first time we got to see two a play too uh anyway let's get back we've gone way off topic oklahoma and texas uh you've got jalen hurts on one side of the ball you got sam ellinger 
give me a score prediction and then explain it. And then I want to talk about the comments that Jalen made in the backlash. Yeah, um, this has been sort of a, a lot of buildup, a lot of jawing back and forth for, for this week. A lot of, a lot of, just sort of, and it's, it's all sort of been annoying, like a gnat in your ear. It hasn't been good back and forth, in my opinion. You might disagree. I but I don't think the back and forth has been riveting rivalry talk. If you want to see riveting rivalry talk, see what LSU and Florida have been doing this week. This stuff has just more, sort of been annoying. I don't know. Um, yeah. I, I've been, I, I can't complain on this podcast that it's all been chalk this season. And then be annoyed that it's all been chalk. And then I can't just go pick chalk. I think Texas will make a statement in this game. And wow. by that I mean they keep it close. But in, in, for, for the interest of the podcast, I'll pick them to win. Okay. That's, that's it. To I'm, to picking them to, I'm picking them to win. What do you think needs to happen for them to win? They need to be able to do the things that their athletes that um, Kansas showed us was possible in the first half of that game last week, which was play Jalen the way that he should be played as a defense. If you have, I think they've got the horses to do it. Um, blitz the crap out of him. Contain the edge so he doesn't spin around and get outside. And, you know, f- force him to beat you with his arm and not with his legs. They've got the cows to do it, my friend. They've got the cow. They've got the longhorns. They've got the whatever, the, the, the livestock to do it. Big cow. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I think Jalen goes off this game. I think he's really, really sick of hearing everybody talk about him. Um, and I, I think he goes off. I think Kansas really exposed that Oklahoma offense last week. Uh, stack the box, show different blitz packages, stunts, you know, look like you're blitzing eight and then drop five back. I mean, he, that first quarter last week, Jalen Hurts looked kind of lost. Um, and if you can contain him in the pocket and blitz, which is really a, a tough order, uh, you know, you, you're you making that Oklahoma offense really de- uh, depend heavily on the run game, which isn't bad by any means, but it's not what it usually is year by year. Um, and I, I think, I think Jalen could struggle in this one. I think it might be close, but I, I think second half Jalen wakes up and goes off. And I think this is a 14 point Oklahoma win. That's fair. I think, I think Texas has the defense to keep Jalen from running everywhere. And, um, we still have not to, to, we've seen the strides that he's made in the passing game. We haven't seen him win a game on his arm. No. No, we haven't. Uh, we've seen we see we've seen Ky- we saw Kyler Murray do it a few times last year when he wasn't able to run around as much. We've seen the arm that he was able to. We haven't seen Jalen do it, and that's why I think it'll be a close game regardless of the outcome. But again, for interest of the podcast, we can come back and talk about it next week. I'll pick Texas to win. Okay. I, will right. I pick them in my pick them to win? I'm not going to reveal that, but this this no. podcast is separate. Uh. I do want to talk about briefly the comment that Jalen made about how he thinks he's ready for the Red River Red River showdown. I'm having to catch myself now um, because he played in the Iron Bowl. And for some reason, a bunch of people took offense to that and thought it was very mean of him to say, this is brass. This, this is the facts. Okay. In the past decade, the uh, winner of the Iron Bowl has at least made it to the playoffs every single year except one. That was 2017, and that one year, the other team who lost the Iron Bowl won the national championship. Okay, In the past decade, tell me all the times that Oklahoma and Texas have been ranked in the top 15, both of them. I'll wait. You'll say zero. I I think it's two. (laughs) Okay, it was two, hey. It, like my point is, all these people are like, "Oh no, the rivalry." You don't understand. Texas football is just much more physical. Shut up! If it were more physical, then you would have been in the playoff by now. If it, it was more physical, they big, wouldn't have lost to the LSU team that Bama beats up on every year, and sometimes if, Auburn. If it's really this big bad world, then why? I, this frustrates me to no end when people ge- are like geographically stating like, oh, well, that's not how we play football over here. That's not how we play football over here. The game has evolved to the point where everybody's playing the same game. Whether you like it or not, everyone is trying to have a Big 12 or Pac-12 offense and a Big 10 or SEC defense. Period. End of sentence. That is what everybody aspires to be. I just Across think that this country, attitude... There's, there's no... 
there's no, you know, the military schools are the only people who can say we play a more physical brand of football. A triple option school is the only group of people, and maybe Wisconsin. You're right. The no, the the, the, the parity is there. I think the attitude that um, you know, if Jalen thinks this game is going to be like the Iron Bowl, then he's in for a rude awakening. Like like that Stupid. like that soft little Iron Bowl. He's like that cushy little rivalry he's been a part of. First of all, he wasn't even. Whatever. The, the question wasn't even about him being ready to play a team of Texas's caliber. It's, are you ready for this type of rivalry game and this type of atmosphere? That's, that, that was where the question was going anyway. Yeah. Right? It, it, wasn't, it wasn't, you know, asking. Because really, if, if somebody was asking him about, and, and this is not to, you know, throw Auburn under the bus. But if somebody was asking him to, um, you know, ask him, are you ready for Texas? He would have said, I've played Clemson three times. Right, yeah. but the question wasn't, "Are you ready to take on?" T-? It's, "Are you ready for the rivalry, the craziness, the fans, the atmosphere, the the yeah. pageantry?" Right, and he's played in the Iron Bowl, so he'll be fine. That's a great answer. That's a fine answer. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's played but, in. But people love to throw him under the bus and make him out to be this arrogant, smug dude. And I, ju- I don't get well, it. That, and that's a new thing. That's new right now. That's new. Because there are Oklahoma fans that feel that way. And there are Texas fans that feel that way. That he's come in and he's got this, like, chip on his shoulder, better than you attitude because he was a big bad Bama. Now he's he's gracing Oklahoma with his presence. Or he's, you know, looking down on Texas because whatever. I, I just, I, I think it's stupid. I hate the geographical argument of football because I think it's pretty much everyone wants to play the same version of football, like I said, minus Wisconsin and the military schools, right? That Period. That's yeah. it. Everybody wants to play a winning brand of football, and right now the way you win football games is to have a high throw-first offense, high-powered, up-tempo, throw-first offense, and then a great running game to back it up or to look, give support to that. Look no further than LSU. LSU held on to that that old other style of football for the longest time until they went, it ain't, it ain't doing us any good. And look at how much better they've been this year for it. Yeah. You, you, either, you either change with the times or you just completely dissolve. And I, I'm sorry, but if you really want me to believe that Texas is that big, bad team, then maybe they should try not giving up 45 points a game. Boom. Okay, let's move on. The number one team in the nation, the Alabama Crimson Tide, travel to Kyle Field to take on Texas A&M. Brick, this is a big game. Both teams have had a week off. Do you think Texas A&M is able to get up for this game? Kellen Mond's able to put on his Johnny Manziel shoes and run around and beat this Alabama team or at least keep it close? I think he... No, no, no major main quarterback has regressed the way he has this season coming into the year. Um... There were people that were putting him in Dark Horse Heisman conversations. People this talking podcast. about this podcast. There are people talking about how he would come in and 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 have some upsets over either LSU or Alabama or Auburn. Um, this podcast. This podcast couldn't have played worse against Auburn. Couldn't have been less effective against some other teams. Couldn't have played worse against Clemson. Um, played bad against Arkansas. Did not play well against Arkansas. What I'm saying is that this A&M team has not been what people cracked him up to be. Um, Kyle Fields, I'm excited. I'm going. I'll be at this game. I'm excited to to see Kyle Field for the first that's time. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Especially I'm, with I'm a, happy for you. Especially man. with a high of seventy, that's going to be a sweet sweet nice. game. Um, be nice. But no, I, I I don't see him having the passing uh, in this game that they're going to need to beat out. I think he'll run for some yards. We've seen Alabama, you know, have trouble stopping a couple runs. I think I think A and M will put up a few points and a couple yards. But to be able to pass at the level he's going to need to be to to keep up with the Alabama offense, no. Uh, he's yeah. not going to win the game on his legs because Alabama's going to be scoring up and down the field. He's going to have to win the game with his arm, and I don't see him doing that. No, I don't either. I don't either. Uh, I, I think Tua and, and Co. have really enjoyed the week off from what it's looked like on social media, from what uh, people have been saying. Um, from practices this week, the injury bug is kind of starting to leave Alabama, hopefully, knock on wood. Um, you know, and it's it's this team's either going to come out really flat because they had the week off and it's going to need, you know, they're going to need to have a wake up call or they're going to come out on fire. And I think the latter is more likely. I'm going to take Alabama by, I'll say, 17 in this one. I'll go a little bit more. I don't think I don't think this game starts close or stays close. Wow. 
I hope you're right. Florida State Clemson. A lot of people talking about, even Dabo has been giving sort of Florida State some, yeah, did you hear his comments or see his comments about how FSU is the most talented team they play this season? They've out-recruited us for the last five years. Oh, jeez. On paper, they're a more talented team, right? Oh, He's, oh boy. They're trying to, people are trying to sort of build this game up as a, and then you look at the line, I think the line's like 23 or 24. It's it's pretty big. That to be that to be said, this is probably one of the two biggest games left on Clemson's schedule between yes. this and, and South Carolina. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say so. Um, you could argue maybe whoever they play in the ACC championship, whoever that may be. But again, that coastal's just so bad. It's so bad. So I yeah, I think I think the Seminoles could potentially be one of the best teams that they play um, and have left on their schedule. I think. If this game were in Tallahassee, I'd feel a little bit differently. But, you know, I think Trevor Lawrence has a lot to prove going forward for the rest of the season for his own personal legacy, you know, and sort of what he's looking at for this season. He's had a really down sophomore year compared to last year. Um, and he's, he's a great quarterback, and the passes that he's making are incredible, and they look fantastic like they always have and always do. But, buddy, he's nowhere near what we thought he would be at this point in the season. No, everybody's talking about Tua and Jalen and, and Justin Fields and, and Ellinger and Joe Burrow. I mean, Joe Burrow's getting mentioned ahead of him. Like, just it's just the common, you know, water cooler talk about college football so far this year. He is, I'm not saying he's become an afterthought, but he's not being, you know, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be that dude this year. You know, sort of yeah. just walk his way into into New York and, it hasn't been the case, and not that Clemson's played bad, but there's there's been some rumors he's been injured. How hard are you buying into those rumors? Not very hard at all. I, I haven't either. seen it. Um, it sounds more excuse. You know, everybody's injured, right? If yeah. everybody's injured, yep. Tua, Tua I, was injured by this time last year and was still, you know, throwing up thoughts. and down the field and yep. against similar competition. Don't tell me it's because he wasn't playing anybody. Clemson's not playing anybody. Yep. Yeah. No. I I think. I think he's miles away from where we thought, and I think he needs to turn it around too. But I'm being honest, I'm not. I'm not saying Clemson's going to lose before the playoff, but he can't play the way that he's playing in the playoff, and Clemson expect to just roll through the first round. No, you brought up Georgia's a sleeping giant. Clemson's Clemson's the major sleeping giant because we all know what they can do and probably will do at the end of the year, but we need to see some proof sooner than later if I we're going to keep buying after, into it. I said it after they struggled against UNC. Clemson looks like a team that's sick. Right. It's not, you know, we're going to have to put you down sick. It's not you're on your deathbed, call your relatives sick. It's they have a cold or at the very worst, they have pneumonia, you know, and it's they've just got to get over it. And it may take a little bit of time, but you're right. This is a sleeping giant as much as Georgia is. Um, and we talked about it last week or I guess two weeks ago. I'm going to ask you again. Do you think Clemson can lose a game with this schedule and still make it into the playoff? In my heart of hearts, I, I actually do. I actually believe in my heart of hearts that Clemson is at the point, Dabo's at the point, and the, and the interest is there that they'll get the benefit of the doubt. I think four teams, I think four four conferences make the playoff, uh, provided that their champions don't have two losses. And I think the ACC is one of those, provided that it's Clemson, which obviously would have to be Clemson at this point. Uh, yeah. Notre Dame's played their way out of that. I don't think Notre Dame is going. I know the loss to Georgia shouldn't. Well, Notre Dame feels like they needed to be undefeated to me, which makes me think that there's four conferences that make it in because that's the way the, the playoff, I think, is going to be leaning from now on is that either Notre Dame or four conferences make it in and you're co- sort of allowed one loss along the way. Yeah. I know yeah. that leaves out LSU and Georgia and Alabama, you know, two of those three, but I just think that that's the way the voting is going to go from now on. At the end of yeah, the year, that's, that's, that's the pick. Because all you have to do, genuinely all, all it really just comes down to ESPN and money. We always get to that point. Yeah. We'll get to that point where it's just about ESPN and money and putting eyes on TVs. Well, who has more control over this than ESPN? And all they got to do is form the storylines and form the, the, the sort of the public thinking that this is the way it needs to be. And that's the way it'll be at the end of the year. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and, I, I, you know, there's a lot of football left, and there's a lot of things to see um, and to, to figure out what happens. Now with the losses to Wofford, no. Right, exactly. But if the like losses to Florida State this week or South Carolina later in the year, uh, I think they could even lose that last week provided it's semi-close and still sneak in. Yeah, yeah. I, I, 
I tend to agree with you, but there's just a lot of football left, and I think it happened. I think it it matters a lot less what happens to them if they lose, and a lot more what happens to the teams around them, right? I, I think if they can see one excuse to put Clemson in, if there's one argument that can be made, they will. But if there's not an argument that can be made, you've got three undefeated teams and a one loss, you know, another one loss team like an Ohio State or somebody who's just had a little bit better of a strength of schedule. You know, I, I think there's your answer, you know. So it's going to be interesting to see, but I think Clemson, I, to put well, a bow on this. I one think one more point. Good. One more point I think is Clemson's, again, this is wrong, but I fully believe this. I, I genuinely think that their biggest argument is what they did last year. Yeah. I do, and, and I think that that's going to be taken into consideration. Not, not talked about, but you, you can't erase what you saw. You, you know what they can do. You know what they have done. You know what they just did. And I think that – I don't think it's fair. I don't think it should play into factor. But it's going to be hard again to just sort of get that out of your mind. When And, you know, Kirk always screams best four teams. I don't know that it's going to be that way. Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. But I know this weekend uh, Clemson's going to go deep a lot. Uh, and I, I've got them by 21 points, maybe more. I mean, it's – it's. I think it could be a bloodbath. I really do. Uh Going to skip Wisconsin. I think they're going to trounce Michigan State, don't you? Um, yeah, I think so. Michigan State's proved they can't stop the run. I mean, they gave up 176 yards to J.K. Do- J- J.K. Dobbins last week. Uh, you know, and they've got probably, arguably, the better running back in that conference, or at least a comparable running back in that conference uh, coming up this week, and they're on the road. I've got Wisconsin by two scores. I do want to talk about the uh, next one on the list. You've got Washington State at Arizona State, forks up. Uh, in Tempe, wheels have kind of fallen off for Washington State and Mike Leach. Do you think that Gardner Minshew is that big of a puzzle piece on that team, or do you think that Mike Leach is just sort of starting to lose it? I just – um. I mean, we've seen how good Gardner Minshew was. I mean, obviously, losing him and, and going to uh, Gordon, is that his name? As many yards as, yeah. as, as, as Gordon yeah, has right, passed for. Right. Um, yeah. No, I just, it, it was sort of an unsustainable model, I think, for Washington State with the athletes they have and the way you can't, you can't recruit to Pullman. So it's, it just was, a, it, it was unsustainable to begin with. I wouldn't so even maybe, call maybe it, I would call it a regressing to the norm, honestly. Yeah, it's a rebuilding year. Okay, I understand. I don't I even understand. know, I mean, they're about as good as they should be, ever, right? Last year was just an overachieving year. I think they've just kind of gone back down to what Washington State is. Washington State's not a ranked team year in and year out. I want to talk about three more games. You've got Penn State on the road at Iowa. Iowa just suffering that loss to Michigan last week, 10-3. to Brick, I'm going to go ahead and smack my big old upset warning on this game. I think Iowa could slip up and beat Penn State at home this weekend. It's a night game. Uh, Penn State's not as dominant as we're used to seeing. They're a top-10 team, and that's great, but I'm just not very sure that they've really got it all figured out uh, to this point in the season. I think Iowa could pull off the upset this weekend. See, Penn State's one of my favorite just outside the 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 realm of of the just outside the contender list teams honestly it's just far as everything except that quarterback and that offense right now i it just if their offense can just figure it out a little bit I, I think penn state could be a contending talent i mean they've already sort of played their way out of that maybe to this point a couple upsets might change the you know the way we think about them but they they've got they've got great skill positions at their wide receivers fast talented uh gross right. matos is Matos, what I have you ever say his name is one of the better defenders. I love um, Parsons, the other guy. I think the defense is good. Just I they see where you're... Up, they stack up well with anybody defensively. Uh, yes, but that offense sputters. Yes, it sputters. If they can just get that, fi- if they can just get that passing game figured out, and I, I don't know, I just I really want to like them a lot. I like them. I guess I do like them a lot. I re- I want to really fall in love with them, and I can't fall in love with them. I think they beat Iowa, but. I don't know where I was going with this, honestly. I like the Penn State team. They're just not quite enough for me. Yeah. I think they're enough to beat Iowa. But I, I want to start to believe that they're a big threat to Ohio State. That's where I want to start to get with my thought about and I just don't see it yet. I don't see it yet either. And, I, I again, it's not because I think Iowa's this great force in the Big Ten. I think they are a good team, but I don't think that 
but I think that they're very good at minimizing their mistakes and waiting for the other guy to screw up, right? They're like a great tennis player uh, late in a Wimbledon final, right? They're not really going to pound the ball down the stripe to try and win the point. They're just going to wait for the other guy to hit it in the net. I think I was mastered that. Yeah. Uh, and I think I think Penn State is uh, very vulnerable to hitting the ball under the net as many times as uh, they want to. So, you know, it's I, I'm putting on upset warning. I'll probably get made look like a fool, but, you know, I, I'll, I'll stick my stamp to it. I'll stand by it. Uh, Wake Forest undefeated hosting Louisville. Brother, do they stay undefeated? Is there any way? What what is going on? And I, I gotta click on I gotta click on this team real quick. What is? Let me let me tell you what's going on. Wake Forest is running an extended read option. Okay, this offense is one of the weirdest I have seen in college football. Where it is a it is a true. Uh, it's not even a read option. It's a run pass option. Excuse me. But the quarterback holds on to the ball for such a long time, um, and is very very patient. They're not really worried about blitzes. They're not really worried about pass rushers. If it looks like a pass rusher is about to get to the backfield, he just hands it off and the running back lays down. It's a very odd offense, but Wake Forest has mastered it. They've figured it out. They've got a quarterback, uh, Newman is his last name, uh, who is just slinging the ball across the field, and they're very, very patient with their RPO. Very patient with their RPO. Um, and it's given teams fits. A lot of teams can't really figure out how to beat them. Is this the, is the, are they the biggest threat left on, on, on Clemson's? I don't think so. You I mean, laugh. I you laugh, man, <sighs> but it's you know I, I don't think that they're anywhere close to beating Clemson. But to give them fits with that offense, it's 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 a whole new ball game down there. Uh, Jamie Newman is the guy's name. I just remembered it. Um, he's he can hold on to the ball. They've got a, a decent running game. Their defense isn't great, but they've got great, great receivers. I mean, this this Wake Forest team is for real, man. They're one win away from a bowl game, which in Winston-Salem, that's a big deal. That is a big deal in Winston-Salem. So, you know, I think I think it could get pretty rowdy down in BB&T Field this weekend, um, knowing that they're one win away from a bowl, which is usually the pinnacle and the height. Um, but they're a top-20 team right now. They're running a unique, fun offense to watch. You know, Wake Forest is is really hey. shocking some people. We got the Wake Forest uh, expert on here. I, the the problem is I don't see a other than Clemson, right? With as bad as FSU and Louisville play a lot of the time, NC State's not great. Uh, Virginia Tech's been horrible. Duke, we know what. Other than Clemson and maybe Syracuse ish, like maybe. yeah. But Wake should probably at this point be favored over Syracuse. Yeah, I mean, I guess I see it. I, I this is a. Well, I look at this and I go that the ACC is is such a weak conference. It's it's, it's, it's a dumpster fire. It is a gosh. complete dumpster fire. My gosh, I, yeah, it's it's brutal. It's brutal, but good for Wake Forest. I mean, they figured out. Like I said, if you get a chance to watch this game, at least watch a couple plays or go back and watch highlights because their offense is very strange. Usually, you're so used to seeing the RPO, snap, decision, throw, or run. I mean, bang, bang, bang. Oops. These guys sit back there and it looks almost like a play action. Okay, this is just a silly discussion topic, right? But let's 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 entertain it. Because we all know that if Clemson wins out there in the playoff, right? That's obvious. Let's just just play along with me here because here's their schedule and this is stupid, but this is sort of just to see how we think the sort of how the country and how the the, the committee would react to this. They play Louisville, Florida State, NC State, Virginia Tech. All winnable games, you would agree. Yes. They play Duke and Syracuse, both winnable as well. So let's just let's just entertain the idea that they beat Clemson by one. They beat Clemson on a walk-off field goal. They went out. <laughs> if, if, Clemson, if Wake Forest wins out, and their biggest thing is obviously the, the field goal over Clemson, but they went out, do you leave Clemson out of the playoff and put Wake Forest? Is Wake Forest a playoff team if they went out? I don't. I don't know if the because I, what I'm asking is is Wake Forest. If you can if you can talk yourself into them winning one game, unwinnable game, are they a playoff contender? I, I I think they'll get the group of five treatment. Congrats, you went undefeated. That's awesome. But we just aren't buying into you because the you know the resource isn't there. There's not enough footage. We haven't seen this. But the footage. But the footage out. is that they did it against Clemson. That's the footage. Yeah, I, I understand what you're they saying. Beat Clemson by one. If you say that they beat Clemson on a goal line stand up by six and they had, you know, pissed away a ten point lead, that's different. But you know, I, I really think this Wake Forest team is good. Don't get me wrong, but I think they would get the group of five treatment 
if they just nudged a win over Clemson. But how is that any different than what Clemson has done this year is, is basically my question. And it sort of plays back to, all right, even though it shouldn't come into it, obviously the preseason polls do matter and what they did last year does matter. Because yeah. if, you, if, you if you're an alien that lands on this planet that has never watched a second of college football and somebody just, it yeah. just explained yeah, it to you, you you'd go, well, Wake Forest should be in the playoff, right? But I agree with you. I think that they would get left out. Yeah, I, I do too, and that's sad. I think another – I mean, Minnesota – there's no thought in my mind that Minnesota is going to go undefeated this t- this season. Buddy, they're a 5-0 and team. Five. And they haven't, like, trounced anybody they've played. But you've got Texas A&M sitting there with a 3-2 and record, almost losing to the uh, third-worst uh, college football team in the country in Arkansas, and they're ranked 24th. If I'm Minnesota, I'm pissed. There will – a day will come. Unless college football ceases to exist somewhere down the road, which, hey, that might actually happen. Good, yeah. <laughs> but Good. There, a day will come when a team like Wake Forest does something like that. Where just, yeah. you know, sort of wins by three, wins by ten over teams that are around, you know, they just cardiac kids playing teams. to the, And then they just happen to wake up on the right day and beat the Clemson and win out. And, and and but yeah, and then you go to the end of the year, and I guarantee everybody will then start doing the four best teams. Well, is Wake Forest really one of the four best teams? And they would get the group of five and get left out. Yep, I I could definitely. See I hope that. it happens this year. I it, you know nothing would make uh, the country expand to an eighteen playoff more than that. People always said it'd be a group of five team doing what UCF did. I think more than anything, it's a power five team going undefeated. And it's a, left it's out. a, it's a, yeah, it's a Wake Forest or a, what Minnesota? <laughs> Minnesota, I, Minnesota's five and zero. Oh. They're five and zero, oh. and they're playing Nebraska at home, who's been terrible this. Like they're going to be six and zero, oh, and not ranked. It's it's nuts to me. It's nuts to me. Let's move on. Florida goes down to Death Valley. Oh, buddy, what a weird game this is about to be. I'm taking LSU big though. I, I really am. We didn't even talk about Florida Auburn. We skipped over that. We, By the we way. didn't talk about. Let's talk about Florida Auburn a little bit. You were there. I'll tell, I was I'll there. Let you talk about it. Um, I it's it, it was okay. So Bo Nix was awful for Auburn. Um, for it, it felt at the beginning a lot like the Auburn Oregon game, where Auburn was just floundering about and somehow finding a way to stay in the game, right? Because Florida kept fumbling and Ohio State kept squandering possessions. And it look, you look at it and you go, Florida should be winning this game by 20, 21, 28, whatever. It, 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 Auburn was awful. They've got, they've, they've got a lot of problems. Um, I've never seen a fan base go from we're going 12-0 and 0 to 7-5 and 5 as quickly as the Auburn Tigers do. But there's a lot of problems on that offense. Florida's defense was giving, but he was shook from the first play. Um, and Florida's defense was astounding. Auburn's defense was great too. They've, they, again, they forced four fumbles in the game. Um, four turnovers should, should win you any game, but I'm having a hard time talking myself still. And I know that this is Florida fans are living off of this, but I'm having a hard time still talking myself into Florida being a, you know, a playoff contending SEC contending team. Uh, we'll see. I mean, if they beat LSU, obviously I would change my mind on that, but yeah, for Auburn, yeah. it's gonna. I guess it's about to get a lot worse. Um, yeah. If if that's the way they play against Florida, and they've still got LSU, they've still got Georgia, they've still got Bama on the regular season agenda. Um, you mix in the fact that they just lost their best offensive player this year, Booby Whitlow, to uh, knee procedure. He's out a month to six weeks. The the, the biggest guy that Bo Nix could have leaned on is now on the sideline. Plus, their best pass blocker at running back. Yeah. Oh, the question it's, is—it's about to be bad. The question I, I, is, they end the season. Let's say eight and four. Let's say they they just lose to the team they're supposed to lose to from here on out. Does Gus Malzahn even survive eight and four? Are we back to that conversation yeah. yet? Because I, it looked think, obvious that they had they just they just keep them a week ago. Now it's like, all right, well, eight and four, seven and five. We all th- would have thought that would have been enough to get him fired anyway. I think he'll get one more year with Bone Nix before they would let him go. That offense was just predictable. It was awful. The play calling was terrible. Bo Nix was the play calling, the play was, calling was terrible, but on top of that, Bo Nix was playing terrible, which the was just an was awful bad. They combination. They forced an injury on the other team's quarterback and couldn't capitalize off of it. They gave up an eighty-something yard run to a decent running back. Don't get me wrong, 
uh, and you've got a good story there, but not somebody that you should be giving up 80-plus yard touchdown runs to. Yeah, the deal was that P. Ryan was, uh, Michael P. Ryan was not offered a scholarship by Auburn in high school because Auburn didn't think he was fast enough for Gus Malzahn's you know, that, offense. That fast-paced Auburn offense. Right, it's they didn't think he was quick, fast man. enough for, and then he, he runs past him for 88 yards to ice it, but... Beautiful. That's it, just beautiful karmic gold. It's hard. Uh, it's hard to see what Auburn did and go. All right, that was just a one-off game. There's some. There's some problems facing that team, especially if they're a team that wants to, you know, upset one of their two biggest rivals this season. Yeah. Right. Let's let's move on now. Talking about Florida at LSU, I just said I think Joe Burrow is probably going to go off in this game again. LSU is always going to get up for night games, especially if it's another top ten team. Florida's just coming off a very good but emotionally draining, I'd say, win. Um, do you think, do you give Florida any shot to win this one? Absolutely. Their defense will give them a shot. I, again, I just, this is hypocritical because I just said that I don't see them being a top 10 team still, but their defense is a bona fide top 10 defense and, it, and, and a top 10 defense will put you in a position to win every single game on your schedule. I don't care where you're playing, who you're playing. If they can play well, they can keep the game close. I think, and yeah. this was Joe, this was Joe Burrow's worst game of the season last year besides the Alabama game. And, um, you know, they, they, they can keep it close. I don't know how, like you said, the, the emotional win factor plays into it for me. Um, if they can just sort of avoid that hangover, then I think that this is a, a two-score game all the way through or less. But Yeah, it, it's going to be a fun one. But like I said, I, I think until Joe Burrow proves that he is, you know, this all was a fluke through September, I, I won't believe it. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ride LSU high um, up until that Alabama game, and that is going to be uh, probably the biggest one since 2011, I'd say. Possibly, yeah. This he 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 is the easiest candidate for me to attach the September Heisman moniker to. I'll, I'll give it that. Yes. He's the one that I yep. do expect to fall off. Um, and this would this looking at it, this would be the game that that starts. Uh, Florida's defense is, is is mighty good, but Their they're at home. Backs are very good. Yes. They're at home. It's a night game. Florida's coming over. If, if this was a 2.30 game, it'd be maybe a little different, but LSU at night, at home, uh, Florida's still sort of recovering from that win. I think LSU yeah. starts a little faster than they normally would in a game like this, and I, I think they win it more comfortably than I wish they would. Yeah, I agree with that. I agree with that, buddy. Is there anything else you want to talk, to, uh, talk about for the rest of the week of college football? I think we're good, man. Okay. Uh, Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We're uh, – oh, do you have a sound off? I, nope. I have a sound off. Nah, let me, okay, I started the music, but I'll start it again did. in a sec. I know you did. I know you did. I've got one if you have one. Nah, I'm waiting until you see Toy Story to do mine. Okay. <laughs> Such a weird – all right. You're just really going to hold up. I've got, I've got okay. Toy Story hot takes you like remember, crazy. You remember when we were dogging Pat Fitzgerald? I do. And he, how he's just the worst and he hates millennials and he doesn't like – the RPO because he thinks it's quote unquote communist, which is dumb. Do you hate this? Do you hate doing this? <laughs> I don't know He's why I played that. Such a dumb man. And I want to share with you something that I learned this week after doing some research. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald has the second worst offense in the country. He is only ahead of Rutgers. They have scored 79 total points this season. And to say that they are a dumpster fire, no, they are a dumpster barge. You like that? On fire, floating down a river into a nuclear explosion. It is so bad. And I hope his recruiting classes continue to get horrendously awful till he gets fired. And then I hope no one hires him because he is too old. Go off, man. I just, I hate Pat. I'm just so sick of the, oh, well, this, gener- this generation always on their cell phones. Yeah, dude, they're watching you be a dick for no reason. <laughs> That's what they're doing on their cell phones. They're learning that you are the worst coach in the Big Ten to go play for. My favorite part of that rant, which I don't know if people even remember the rant, but go Google it if you, you know, on your cell phone. If you, my favorite part is when, when he, 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 what, he, says the reason people aren't going to the game. He doesn't say because of cell phones. He says because of these and holds up his own iPhone 7 or yes. whatever. The newest because iPhone these, that was out at the time. I, I don't even know how to use this. What is this? Is this a Twitter machine? Like, <laughs> shut up, dude. You're just making yourself look stupid. Even if you believe that, you're just stupid. I guarantee he's, he's got a little personal Facebook, too, that all of his family's on. 
you stupid dumb man. <laughs> you're just All a right. millennial, dude. You you you're such a I, snowflake. I you're li- you are such a snowflake on this podcast. I can't believe it. You get I'm so easily a, triggered. I need to go to my safe place, don't I? You get so easily triggered, dude. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to this podcast. We really appreciate it. I will actually not be on the podcast next week. Rick does not know this, thing, but he's going to have to do next week. I had, ass- I, I had assumed. I, I'm getting married. So you'll hear the lovely, soothing voice of Patrick Brickman. And uh, you've done it.